The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Welcome to another episode of the Mr. Nelson Show, episode 35. Looking alive at 35. Whoops, sorry about that. Uh, well, another primary came and went, and uh, the same winners, <laughs> Trump and Sanders. <laughs> uh, but in other news, an Egyptian airplane. Have you heard about this one? Yes. It disappeared into the Mediterranean. Well, it didn't disappear. It crashed in there, and they found the debris and whatnot. And then Trump tweeted, looks like terrorism. That's right. He called it. He called it right there. That shows he's the man for the job. Ah, yeah. Welcome, everybody. Red Nickerton, uh, to the, the other co-hosts that I brought on this uh, show. So, uh, welcome aboard, Red. That's right. Sorry I was supposed to be here last weekend, but I was hauling the load up to Oklahoma, so uh, I had to, uh, you know, bail out. But I'm glad to be here now. Support Trump. Make America great again. Oh, God. You really had to do this. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, I think I'm kind of in the middle here. No, that's ridiculous. You're just using him to make you look better. I thought that's what you were for. (laughs) And going to Oklahoma, yes, that's just great. What's wrong with that? You stupid little man. You don't realize that Oklahoma and Choctaw translates as red people. So that's obviously a very offensive use of the term, and it should be changed immediately. It's almost as bad as the Washington Redskins. Yeah, you know, they had a uh, poll out that uh, said 9 out of 10 uh, Native Americans... uh, don't give a crap about the redskin name. Uh, oh, well, I'd like to see how that was done and who, when we know the overall narrative. It's true. Anyway, back to Trump. Oh, must we? Yeah, we must. Uh, so he tweeted out that, and then uh, a lot of people were treating it like he was Nostradamus or something. He said it before uh, the official word came down that, yes, it could be terrorism. And and, and in the case in point here, it could be. And even in his own statement, he just said, you know, hey, looks like terrorism. Which, you know, I thought the same thing. <laughs> I mean, how can you not? I mean, in this day and age. Oh, well, you just immediately jumped to that because it was Egypt. Oh, that's what that's about. Yeah, just knee-jerk reaction, that figures. I don't understand. What do you mean? You don't sound like you're in support of what Trump said. It's not necessarily disappointed, Red, because uh, it's just a basic, simple uh, assumption. Uh, and that's all he did. He didn't say it was definitely that. He just said that it looks like terrorism. And uh, meanwhile, uh, Trump News, formerly Fox News, uh, was just praising him like he was some sort of brilliant prognosticator. Uh, when, uh, no, he just gave a statement. Meanwhile, uh, latest news said it could be an electrical fire happened on the plane, and it might have been some sort of uh, failure. I don't know. We'll find out. It could still be terrorism. But, uh... I'm sure a lot of people will jump on that. Well, Trump jumped the gun on that one. Well, he didn't. He just said, hey, looks like terrorism. And that's it. Uh, He didn't really predict anything, and uh, he didn't really get anything wrong. He was just saying it looks that way. And if you're honest, uh, you would uh, say the same thing. Well, I didn't. I don't think we jumped to that conclusion. Well, except you, Lefty. I don't understand any of that. All I know is, is Trump called it, and it was true. Because the officials said it was officially. So there it is. Terrorism. There ain't no way you're going to convince me it was some kind of accident. God damn, Sand. Okay, now, uh, Red, we don't... No, we can't say things like that. <laughs> it's my show. We don't do that here. Uh, so anyway... Um, well, you know, I'm enjoying this. You know, you, this, this Trump has done what the Democratic Party wasn't able to do, and that's destroy the GOP. Because you two don't get along, even though you're, you're part of the same mindset, really. And so, uh, it looks like disaster for the Republicans. <laughs> oh, really? Well, meanwhile, uh, the Democratic uh, primary race still goes on because they haven't really decided yet. Yes, they have. It's Hillary. No, no. Bernie's still there. And, uh, 
Recently, there was a problem in Nevada uh, where they had a little caucus. Let me ask you, after what happened in Nevada uh, and Sanders' response to it about what's going on that's wrong with the system, in his opinion, <sighs> have you spoken to him? Look at all that. Senator There's some Lee, angry people in that him. footage. I have not spoken to him because I, is that a I think. Yeah, no, it it's is. not a mistake because we don't need to pile on. Uh, exactly. Was, conversation was had, she should treat the candidate with some respect, don't you I think? Was, was appropriate. Well, what we need to make well, sure he should be respectful. Going forward, everyone involved, you know, Democratic leaders. <laughs> she might as well have a Hillary pin on her shirt. That we can prepare for the general election. No. That we can get through our primary nominating contest. And it's incumbent Good deal. That dog puppet on the Muppets is prettier sure than that, that thing. All right, Red, come on. Concern over the process that. However legitimate you think your your concern is, that you respond to that concern with with civility and with in an orderly way, exactly. and that in none, excuse Thank me, that in no way is it ever acceptable to right. or to even or, or to ignore violence and intimidation against officials. Who Thank you, girlfriend. The campaign uh, says and also said here on New Day, uh, they don't obviously condone any type of violence or threatening behavior that that was wrong well uh, could have fooled me said the same thing uh, and that they don't understand why you said that his response was unacceptable they say what's unacceptable is having harry reed call them and they say basically tell them to settle down that it was an intimidating tactic well good lord when you act like children you'll be treated like that with all due respect when there is a but in between Condemnation of violence generally. I don't want to see her, but all right, Red. Come on. To seemingly justify the the reason that uh, that the violence and intimidation has occurred, then that falls short of of making sure that going forward, this kind of conduct that doesn't occur. How in they the responded to the problem is condemned. That there was a problem is not condemned. That's the Sanders. Who is this as? Is this Fox? Oh, this is CNN. That wasn't run the right way. Yes, it was only about two delegates, but that the system wasn't as open as it shouldn't have been. It seemed exactly in extreme against the Sanders people. And their reaction was wrong also, but there was also a problem to begin with. No, I was not on the ground. So, you know, I am speaking from having spoken to our Democratic Party officials. We have the pro Hillary people that is eminently fair. And it is not responsible every time a fair process that follows rules we've had in place for many years, the same rules that resulted in Barack yeah. Obama's nomination. Since 1968, and, uh, and, and frankly, we had a when you introduced the superdelegates that establishes <laughs> the, the, those rules at the Nevada Democratic Party that was evenly split between Sanders supporters and Clinton supporters. Exactly. But regardless, Chris, it is critical that. We as candidates, we as Democratic Party leaders, everyone involved needs to make sure that we can take all the steps that we need to to ensure that the process is not only run smoothly, but yes. that the response from the supporters of both candidates exactly. is appropriate and civil. Yes. See, that's all that's it's, it's all very simple. There's no real fight going on there. That's just you're just making things up. Yeah. Well, then, well, why was she chastising people and accusing them of being violent and stuff if nothing happened? Yeah. You don't understand because you don't have the intelligence to appreciate what happened. So I don't have to explain any of this to you. Or, oh, where's Red? And he went out to go get some beer. All right, and uh, I think we'll take a break, and we'll come back with a new exciting episode of Night Night. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. This week on The Passing of the Crabs. Pack your bags and get out, Kelly. We're through. What? Because of you, I've suffered the indignity of a crab infestation in my nether regions, you backstabbing whore! What? 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 How do you know those crabs came from me? I mean, I've seen the way you look at Melanie! Don't bring my secretary into this! I know it was you, because I had one of the critters analyzed, and your DNA was found in its blood. But, but, that's crazy! I, I don't believe you! 
No, it's true. The lab matched it to your DNA from your pubic hairs I got from one of your panties you left lying around, you lazy cow. You... you bastard! <laughs> Join us all next week for TV's number one daytime drama, The Passing of the Crabs. Followed by The Thirsty and the Ratchet. May 27th and May 28th, see the Reverend Bob Levy and friends at a 7 o'clock show at Club Comedy in Naugatuck, Connecticut. Call 203-805-1855 for tickets. That's 203-805-1855. Remember actor Peter Graves? He was from the original Mission Impossible TV series, and he starred as the pedophile airline pilot from the movie Airplane. He also starred in another film, as a nuclear physicist tormented by alien killers from space. The title is somewhat misleading, as they only kill one man, and his death is kind of an accident. And they spin the rest of the movie showing Peter films of bugs. Because of all this, I've decided to crap all over this film with my commentary. Yes, it's like watching crappy old movies with me. All you have to do is head over to my video store at selfy.com slash nelson that's s-e-l-l-f-y dot com slash nelson there you'll find this and many other films that I've brutalized so show some love drop some change and watch some movies with me Mr. Nelson warning due to an extreme lack of talent bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film this is Night Night, and I'm here to tell you that you're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. last episode, Night Night and Boobo were captured by the Fooler. Little do our heroes know that the Fooler is secretly working for mayoral candidate Lewis Cannon. Ah, uh, I got Night Night and Boobo locked up in the back room, boss. Good! Well, uh, what are we doing out here? Waiting on the boss man, stupid! He's the one paying for this operation. Uh, by the way, did you take Night-Night's mask off? Uh, no. Oh, well, we'll do it when he gets here. Hey, here he comes now. All right, Fooler. You got Night-Night and Bubo? Yeah, sure do. Okay, Fooler. I'll take over from here. Uh, look, here's your check. Uh, you sure? All these henchmen here with me are under my employ. Yes, I can take care of this, so you can be on your way. But, uh, what are you gonna do? Well, I'm going to call the press and the police over here to announce that I have captured Night Knight. Uh, I hope you don't mind if I take all the credit on this. Hell no! Catching Night Knight was easy. I wouldn't be beating my chest over something that simple, but, well... I guess that's politics. Yeah, well, uh, you have yourself a good night, fooler. Boss, you really gonna let this snake oil salesman take credit for all our work? Don't worry. I taped this whole conversation. I'll be blackmailing his ass for years. Meanwhile, in the back room where Night Night and Mubo are being held captive. <coughs> night Night, I gotta go pee. <laughs> what are you doing with your head pressed up against the door? I'm trying to hear what's being said outside. The very discussion of which is probably our fate. I'm not certain, but one of the voices sounds familiar. But no, it, it can't be him. Can't be you, Night-Night. Well, it sounded like Louis Cannon, the candidate for mayor. Never heard of him. Of course, that's it. Not long ago, he made a campaign promise of getting rid of you and me. He must have hired the fooler to capture us. Politicians are truly the worst villains of all, Bubo. Got to get free. Got to get out of here. 
This room doesn't offer much in the means of aiding our escape. <laughs> that smell. It's like... like urine. I couldn't hold it, night night. Oh, boobo! Ooh. I hate to go! We've got to get out of here now, or the fumes of your piss might just do us in. Now, hmm. We can see in here, but there's no light. Wait! It's moonlight! Coming in through the skylight! That's our way out, Boobo. But how are we gonna get up there? Boobo, have you forgotten? Fooler may have taken our belts and your weapons, Satchel, but we still have our night boots, within which are our night springs. We'll simply leap to the skylight and make good our escape. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy does it. Keep trying. Oh, I almost had it. Come on. Whoa. <sighs> We're on the roof. Yeah, but I can't stop. What? I can't stop bouncing. Uh, neither can I. I don't think I ever intended to use them. Why not? I don't know. They just seem kind of stupid. Well, that being able to land is pretty stupid. Shut up, Bubo. We just need to get out of these ropes in order to properly deal with this. Wait, I just remembered something about the fooler. What's that? That he can't tie a knot with a dam. We ought to be able to get out of these ropes with ease. Well, damn, you should have sent something back in the room. We're going to have a hell of a time getting them undone now. Just shut up and untie these damn ropes. <coughs> there, they're unraveling. Look, careful, Bobo, you're getting too close to the edge. What do you mean? There, I'm free. Watch out, Boo Boo! Oh, well. Meanwhile, back inside the warehouse. All right, boys. I just got off the phone with the police and the press. They're on their way here to view our prize. Hey, what's that noise? Uh, I don't know. Might have something to do with Night Night Boo Boo. Better check in on our prisoners. Boss! Boss! What? Night Night and Boo Boo have escaped! Oh, Let's get outside and find him. Look everywhere. Look. Wait. Look. Up there on the roof. No. No, damn it. Don't shoot. Oh. Hold your fire. He's gone. He must have fell off onto the other side. Let's... Look. There he is again. Damn, he's gone again. No. There he is. Every time I make it off the roof, these damn ring boots bounce me right back up in the sight of their guns. Only one chance. I've got to take off these damn boots. <clears throat> there. Now to make it off the roof. Now, oh, damn it, he's gone again. Well, give it a few seconds. He'll be back again. And on the other side. Oh, damn it, that was close. Where the hell is Bubo? He should have had the cruiser ready to go. And back with Cannon and his men. Hey, he's not coming back up. Damn it. Get on the other side of the warehouse before he gets away. Oh, 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 my poor unprotected feet suffering the filthy particuts of this warehouse parking lot. Damn it. Where's the night cruiser? Wait. What's that music? Over there from that car. Why? It's the night cruiser. Bubo, turn that shit off and start the car. That's a good sound. Don't turn that off. Oh, God. <laughs> Close call there, Bubo. Thanks to your idiocy. If it wasn't for me, we would have never gotten out of there. Doing what? Singing to the radio while I'm up there bouncing around getting shot at? Well, you should have jumped off when I did. <laughs> Damn you. All right. That's it. Pull the car over. I'm going to whoop your ass. Pull the car over! No, I'm not gonna pull over. Give me that damn wheel. No, no, no. Yo, give me that wheel. There, the car's mine now. And when we get home, Bobo, I'm gonna tan your hide. No! Shut up! But first, I'm gonna pull into this come and go and get a beer. Now, Bobo, check the trunk for some spare boots. You check the truck. I ain't getting your boots. Bubo, check that truck before I tan your hide right here in front of everybody. No. I can't see in the trunk. It's too dark. Use your night flashlight, you idiot. 
Huh. I don't see any boots. All I see is a blow-up doll. Shut up, Boo-Boo. Close that damn truck now. It doesn't matter anyway. I just came here for a beer. I'll just go in there barefoot. Hey, look, it's Night Night and Boobo. <laughs> night Night and Boobo, heaven a hissy fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, settle down, girls. Night Night and Boobo come here. I'm not going to be shopping here anymore. Well, up yours, citizens. Come on, Boobo. Let's go get that beer. I just want some bubble gum. No, you're not getting any treats. Not after the way you betrayed me today. You deserve nothing but a hide tenon. No! Uh, hush up. Let's go. Hey, buddy. What? Our policy here says customers gotta have shoes on or you can't come in. <laughs> You're gonna stand there with that ring in your nose and tell me that I can't get service because I don't have shoes on? Give me a break. Hey, you can't talk to me like that. I just did talk to you like that, stupid. Bubo, go get that damn beer. You go get it. Bubo, get that beer. No. Well, uh... If you're going to be buying some beer, I'm going to need to see some ID. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. I'm a man! Oh, yeah? Then why are you wearing a kid's Halloween costume? <laughs> All right, asshole. You want to be that way? Maybe I'll just leave the night cruiser in your parking lot just so people get the idea that your come-and-go is a typical night-night haunt. So? Well, check your parking lot, idiot. See how empty it got when we showed up? It's because the people of Cityopolis fear me. You won't stay in business long if that becomes a permanent situation. All right, all right. You can have your damn beer. Hurry up, Bubo. Here you go, Night Night. Yeah, that'll be nine ninety nine. All right, hang on. Uh. Uh. Yeah, Bubo, you got change. Hey, paying for beer. I said you got change, boy. No oh, shit. Uh, uh, I got fifty cents. Okay, that'll do. Then you, pal, can keep the change. It's not nine seventy-five. It's nine ninety-nine. Oh shit, Bubo, go out of the car and see if there's some spare change in there. No. Oh wait, I've got a ten. Okay. Yeah, and uh. You can keep the change! Whoa, big spender. You got that right, butthole. Here's a quarter, night night. Never mind, Bobo. Yeah, you made me walk out there for nothing. Shut up, let's all out, Bobo. Yeah, uh, night night. What? Well, uh, if you're gonna be drinking, maybe I should do the driving. You know, I'll be the designated driver. What? No, Bobo. You already have a designation. What's that? You're the designated turd wonder. Now get your ass in the car, turd. All right, Bubo, let's go. You see, Bubo, the measure of a man is how much of his control capacity he has. See, I can sip a beer. And still drive like a badass son of a bitchin' daredevil doing whatever. Yeah, but how come everybody's always preaching against drinking and driving? That's for the ordinary man and woman, Bubo, not me. I'm the night knight. No, uh, you're still just a regular person like everybody else. Bullshit, Bobo. Take a good look at me and tell me I'm just a regular person. And so, night night drinks. And drinks. And drinks himself silly. Ugh. Okay, pretty soon we'll hit the main drive and be at the night night slayer in no time. Whoa, night night. There's dogs in the road. Oh, they're in the other lane. What? No, they're coming in early. What? He's a goner. But Night Night, look, he's still moving. Oh, shit. We better go back and put him out of his misery. Oh, man, Bubo. You pussy bleeding heart. But Night Night. Yeah, yeah, all right. Meanwhile, in one of the homes on this very street. Hey, is that your dog hobbling around out there? Huh? Hey, somebody ran over my dog. Yeah, it looks like his leg has been broken. Well, let's go outside and see what the hell's going on. And outside at the scene of the crime, as it were. Okay, Bobo, hand me the shotgun. Night, night. You're kind of stumbling around. Maybe I should take the shot. No, Bobo. Don't let a boy do a man's job. Okay, Fido. 
Prepare to meet your maker. You missed his head and shot him in the shoulder. Step on his tail to keep him from moving. Okay, let's get one more shot. Adios, buddy. Oh, but no! Damn you, Nat Nat! Hey, he was a goner anyway. You ought to be thinking me. He just had a broken leg, you asshole! And I'm gonna kick your ass! Don't, 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 don't. Whoa, I dropped the gun! Ah, oh, no, my truck! <laughs> <clears throat> Let's get the hell out of here while they're distracted, Boo Boo! Oh shit, they're shooting at us! No, no, you better step on it! Oh god, those dumbasses. Ugh. You know it's their fault, Boo Boo. They didn't keep that dog on a chain. Hey, hey, hey. You always blame everybody else. Yeah, and did you notice? That dog didn't have any dog tags. Another violation. Well, it's out here in the rural areas. I don't think those rules apply out here. Hey, Bobo. No excuse. No excuse. Always obey the law, huh, night-night? Got that right. Oh, night, night. The cop is signaling us to pull over. Nah, just some dumb sheriff's deputy. I'll pull over and put him in his place. How you boys doing tonight? Now look, officer. We're involved in a official night, night business. That is within the boundaries of the law. Hey, night, what's that you just took a swig of? Duh. Well, Mubo here was driving. We just switched places because, uh, um, uh, yeah, let's see your uh, license and registration. I'll do nothing of the sort. I am an agent of justice, and so, um, uh, our official night-night business means we must operate above the law. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. See this road you're on? This is official law business. You're driving without a license, and you're consuming an alcoholic beverage right in front of me. And don't give me that crap about boobo driving. Crap! There ain't no crap in here, cuz. I speak the truth. I'm the night-night. Hey, night, night. What's that on the floor? Is that a shotgun? What? I don't know what you're talking about. Boobo, put that under the seat. Okay, night, night. No, no. Don't try to hide it, or I'll have to run you in on a concealed weapons charge. Unless you can prove you have the proper permit, you can't be carrying weapons around within the city limits. Don't you think I know that? Who do you think I am, Bozo the Clown? Well, the way you're dressed. Yeah, well, I'm night, night. <coughs> Give me another beer, Bobo. Put the beer down and get out of the car, Night Night. <laughs> what for? <laughs> no, Night Night. Get out of the car. Put the beer down. And that's the beginning of your problem right there. <sighs> that's my message to you, pal. <laughs> We're leaving, okay? You ain't got nothing. Nothing on the Night Night. Nothing. Night Night, don't force me to pull my weapon on you. Well, maybe I'll pull my weapon on you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, out of the car, night night. I'm going to have to use the taser gun on you. Oh, whoop de doo, the taser gun. Final warning, night night. Get out of the car. <laughs> I'm getting out of this car. Boo sit your ass down. Look, I don't have time for this shit. Boo give him the dose of the nighty night gas. I think you already gave him some night gas. Damn it, Boo You know what I mean. Both of you, out of the car now. Here you go, officer. <laughs> nah, good job, Bobo. Now let's haul ass. And so finally, the night cruiser arrives at the night's lair. Go on upstairs, Bobo. Um, there's something I need to do in the storeroom. What are you staring at, boy? You're drunk off your ass. Oh. Oh. I'm drunk 
off my ass, huh? Hey, look at you. What are you gonna be, huh? Get your ass upstairs, boy. And upstairs. What the hell's going on downstairs? Boobo, what the hell's going on down here? Now he got real drunk, and now he's stumbling around the storage room. What's he doing in there? I don't know. Well, what'd he get drunk for? Y'all catch the fooler? No, they caught us, and we barely escaped with our lives. Oh, man. But we better go check on and make sure he don't hurt himself. What? All of a sudden, it got quiet in there. Where's he at? I don't know. Wait, there he is. He's doubled over on the floor. Nightly, what's wrong? any way to treat a superhero? Will Night Night spend the rest of the night laying in a puddle of his own puke? What about Lewis Cannon and the Fooler? Find out in the next exciting episode! been a Nailsin production. The Night Night theme song is performed by Alistair White and his lovely wife, Heather. Incidental music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. All characters are performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Join us again, won't you? In space, no one can hear. I stand corrected. Hey gang, it's Mr. Nelson again. Hey, you like sci-fi movies and outer space adventures? Well, now you can watch one with me. Our film is called Cosmos, War of the Planets. It was Italy's answer to Star Wars, but for some reason it just didn't catch on. Maybe it was the cheap special effects, or the below soap opera level acting, or maybe it was just the fact that the studio forgot to turn the damn lights on. Anyway, our sci-fi romp stars, John Richardson, who once had a shot at being James Bond, but he lost out to George Lazenby. Richardson just couldn't catch a break. I mean, it's one thing if you lose out to Sean Connery, or maybe even Roger Moore. But George Lazenby? <laughs> oh, well. Warning. Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. So what are you waiting for? Head over to cellfly.com slash Nelson. That's S-E-L-L-F-Y dot com slash N-A-I-L-S-I-N. There you'll find all the films that I've graced with my smart-ass commentary. So again, head over to cellfly.com slash Nelson. You ever find yourself breaking into a woman's home just so you can steal her underwear and sniff it? Yeah, chances are you're going to end up in jail, or at the very least slapped with a restraining order. But such are the pitfalls of having an obsession for a woman you can never truly have. But what if it was possible to have your very own replica of said woman in your home that you can order to do whatever you want? Well, now you can with Dr. Ishipupu's Girl of Your Dreams Sex Droid. Yes, I am Dr. Ishipupu, and with my sex droid and the utilization of the latest technology in digital 3D printing, you can now have the girl of your dreams. All you need do is have profile shot and front face frontal shot, and you can provide that simply by stalking, as I know you will do. Once we have that on file, we can produce for you the perfect girl of your dreams. We can even make improvement in bus size and buttocks. She will obey all your commands. Please, please, fuck me in the ass. Please, please, fuck me in the ass. <laughs> Guaranteed to feel like a woman. 
not that you would know. <laughs> Hurry now and order your girl of your dreams. Yes, operators are standing by for Dr. Ishipupu's girl of your dreams sex droid. Don't delay. Order today. Warning, sex droids can result in castration. If this happens to you, you have been warned, and therefore we are not held liable. Once the transition clears, we wipe our ass at you. The Conti and Kenny Show goes international. Uh, I just want to let uh, Maroslav know that um, whatever they got in the Chernobyl water over there, mm-hmm. they're doing a great job because uh, nice. my Ruski uh, um, uh, girl at the liquor store, mm-hmm. um, it's honey. unfair. It's unfair. She's wearing stretchy pants constantly. She's a beautiful... You can tell she looks Russian or some somewhere around there. Ukrainian, something. It seems like that. Yeah. And... Uh, She's what a body this broad has on it. I told you. I can't. It's not Tell fair her we're anymore. we're going yeah. to a green card party, I, I, and we're, we're giving it. All you got to do is get a picture. I, I, I really I really am going to have to do something about this because um, I've had enough of it already. Oh, I, okay. I'm going to wait for her outside. Good. She's beautiful, and her body is just it's all in the right place. That's nice. Oh, that's my a, good God. A good stalking wanna, story yeah. so far. Way to go. And what I do is I... I'm going to wait for her outside. Yeah. Club her over the head with a Chernobyl <laughs> fucking 250. I, I order stuff off the back shelf behind her, even if so, I don't... So, so she, she has to go around, and reach up for it. And yeah. then you can see I'm her like, ass. yeah, I'll take one of those little airplane bottles of uh, um, um, rum chata. Right. The fuck is a rum chata? Yeah. Can I have a bottle of that quick glimpse? Yeah. Right over there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a hiney. Mm. Very nice. Yeah, I want to bite it. So, uh, well done, uh, Russia, Ukraine. <laughs> Better figure out that Russia or Ukraine business there, Kenny, because the two countries are currently at war. <laughs> oh, well, better luck next time. Tune in to the Conti and Kenny Show. Find out all info at CNK Show on Twitter and com. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. All right. I thought I'd uh, watch a few movie trailers. Yeah, the coming attractions for the uh, summer movie season that's just now kicking off. Huh? Well, I guess it kind of started with uh, well, the blockbuster season, we'll call it. Because uh, since uh, Superman and Batman was kind of the first big one. And that one uh, was a bit early for the summer season because it didn't want to compete with these other ones <laughs> because it had some weaknesses. Uh, I ended up liking that one, but it certainly wasn't as good as it could have been. Uh, and then uh, Captain America, of course, was the big monster, which kind of soaked up uh, a lot of the oxygen that these movies are going to need. But the summer hasn't even begun yet, so eh, these movies should do all right, maybe. Uh one that's coming up is uh, X-Men Apocalypse, which uh, is the third in the uh, newest uh, trilogy of the X-Men films. Uh, it, let's see, I guess that's me. Yeah, there's been five so far. Oh, uh, not including the Wolverine movies, which are all part of the same little universe. And I guess Deadpool, too. Yeah, Deadpool is part of that, too. Uh, so... Uh, I've I've pretty much enjoyed all the X-Men films. Uh, of course, I've mentioned before, I'm a comic book nerd. But uh, the X-Men was not something I was uh, all that interested in. But I did enjoy the movies. Now, a lot of X-Men fans didn't enjoy all of them because, well, I guess they don't really match up to what they expected. And, uh, and apparently you're supposed to hate the third one uh, from the original trilogy, uh, which I didn't have a problem with. But uh, anyway, those are the rules of that. And then the uh, the remakes were pretty good. Where uh, the first uh, new X Men that came along, the first class or, uh, movie, which was kind of like uh, superheroes in the Mad Men world, and that was uh, <laughs> that was pretty cool. And so uh, it's been doing pretty good. So hopefully this one won't mess up the run because those have been you know fairly enjoyable films. So let's take a look at the trailer for uh, X Men Apocalypse. Things are better. The world is better. Yeah. It always starts with a nice little soft piano. That's when you know something terrible is coming. Oh, there it is. That's your first warning. Some call him Apocalypse. He was some kind of god. Other people call him Papa Smurf because he's blue. To take their powers. He always had four followers. 
The Beatles. Like the four horsemen. Eric, don't join them. Whatever it is you think you saw in me, I buried it with my family. Oh boy. Together, we will cleanse so, the what, earth. he got a new family and they killed Everything that one too? they've built will fall! How many times have they blown and up that bridge? the ashes of their world! We'll build a better one! Well. I've never felt power like this before. Okay, keep it in your pants. They took him. Raven, the world needs the X-Men. That's I'm right. Your students look up to you. If I'm going to teach your kids something, hey, I'm it's going Sansa. to teach them how to fight. Follow me. To her. I'm not afraid of him. Magneto, he's my father. What? Him and my mom, they did. No, <laughs> well, at least they stopped using the record scratch. Can control our powers. Then don't. Well, that might be important. Apocalypse means to destroy this world. It's all of us. Well, that's why they call God. him Apocalypse. And the most powerful beings on Earth. Man, that's gotta be one of the worst overbites ever. Forget everything you think you know. Okay. None of that matters. You're not students anymore. I'll take everything from them. You're X-Men. <laughs> you used to be men, but now you're transgenders. Well, you've been busy. We had a little help. <gasps> Wolverine! Oh my god! Wolverine's in the movie! Oh yeah, alright. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Alright, YouTube. I... We'll fall. Yeah, I heard him the first and time. From the ashes of their world, well, you can't really... Build no, you can't one. build much out of ash. Um, no. Well, uh, so, yeah, there's that one. And uh, so, uh, I can't really tell anything from that trailer about how whether it's good or not. <laughs> but let's hope it doesn't ruin the streak of the X-Men films, which have been yeah, pretty good entertaining movies. Well, another sequel movie, but uh, I took quite a break, a 20-year break from the previous movie for this one. This is Independence Day Resurgence, so it's 20 years later after the aliens tried to invade the Earth and uh, the humans were able to defeat them. And so now... Uh, we're going to see what's been going on since then. And uh, you can imagine if they approach the idea of all that alien technology laying on the Earth that uh, they could make use of that and uh, it would be a different world than the one we have. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, let's see how that one turns out. Well, we'll see how the trailer says it'll be. But... No, piano again. Again, years. starts out with soft little piano. Still gonna take and father then to the bad stuff's gonna happen. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. On this day in 1996, the world escaped the clutches of extinction. Yep. Your father was the bravest man I've ever seen. We all lost someone we love. But in their sacrifice, oh, yeah. Will Smith won't do the movie, so his plane blows up. Survival is only possible Oops. when we stand together. Oh my god. A distress call. Uh oh. 20 years later, they just noticed there was a distress call. They're coming back. Yeah. It has its own gravity. I guess that's not a spoiler. What goes up must come down. Shouldn't we be nervous? Um, yeah. Our whole lives built up to this moment. It's touchdown over the Atlantic. Which part? All of it. Oh, boy. Make them pay. Not going out there to make friends. We've got to remind them Earth is not for the taking. All fighters invade, invade!
orders to get us ready. And you just kind of slept on it. We never had a chance. We didn't last time either. We convinced an entire generation that this is a battle that we could win. We sacrifice for each other, no matter what the cost. Uh-oh. And that's worth fighting for. That's funny, Bill Pullman looks like uh, Randy Quaid does now. Oh, they got giant aliens now. They like to get the landmarks. <laughs> he had to throw that in because, yes, uh, the only things that blow up are all the uh, landmarks. So. I'm Earth Space Defense Director David Levinson. I got some handy tips on what how the to save the Earth. So, you know, it's not always just up to, to me by myself. Yeah, whatever. Jeez, boy, those things are annoying. Uh, it really ruins the whole flow of the trailer. Anyway, uh, again, uh, well, I think we can pretty much figure out what's going to happen. They're going to discover the aliens are coming back, and then they'll have the next invasion, and we'll see how that works out. But I understand that this is supposed to be like a new trilogy of uh, Independence Day films, so it'll probably end on quite the cliffhanger. But, I don't know, maybe not. Um... Uh, so, we'll see. I did enjoy the original Independence Day for all its over-the-top crap. But, uh, eh, I thought it was, you know, an, a fun movie. And so, we'll see how this works. But I don't know that that's going to work at all. And, uh, well, well, like I said, we'll, we'll find out. But, uh, again, uh, can't really go by just a bunch of stuff exp exploding, you know, because... Uh, Looks like they blew up the same stuff the X-Men blew up. And, uh, I, you know, I don't know. Of course, with Independence Day, it's uh, kind of the repeat of what they did in the previous movie. So it, that's pretty predictable, so you have an idea what what's going to happen there. Yeah. Well, well, maybe they have some kind of twist or something. We'll see. Uh, moving right along to my third entry of summer movies, uh, Star Trek Beyond and uh, Star Trek. Uh, this is the uh, the Abrams version of Star Trek, although I think he's just a producer on this one. Um, the first one was a brilliant uh, redo of the uh, popular sci-fi franchise. Uh, the second one was a turd in the bowl. It was just awful, really bad, and... Uh, Wish it hadn't happened. <laughs> so this one is supposed to uh, restore the greatness. But um, uh, I don't know. Uh, the first trailer had come out earlier, and it was one of these with a rock song playing in it and all this stuff, and it, it, it just wasn't any good. So now there's a new trailer. And so we'll take a look at that one, or rather, I'll look and you'll listen. Oh, the piano again. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> My dad joined Starfleet because he believed in it. Well, this piano gets fast. I joined on a dare. You joined to see if you could live up to him. You spent all this time trying to be your father. Now you're wondering just what it means to be you. Yeah. It isn't uncommon, you know. It's easy to get lost in the vastness of space. Well, yeah, I guess so. There's only yourself, your ship, your crew. You really want to head back out there, huh? We got to. We got to make them forget Star Trek Into Darkness. What oh. the hell is this? Uh, the ship gets attacked by space locusts or termites or something. Abandon ship! Oh my god. Oh my. I know why you're here. Why we are all here. To make money. Our captain will come for us. Mercy will be the last thing on his mind. I am counting on it. I know, because then there's no movie. Fear of death is illogical. No, not really. Fear of death is what keeps us alive. 
Yeah, sometimes Spock just isn't the, the sharpest knife in the drawer. There, he kills. That's our friends out there. We kind of just leave them behind. Unity is not your strength. It's a weakness. I think you're underestimating humanity. Hold on to something! Fire will! Do it! Do it! Pardon me. <laughs> the alien girl's taking his chair. <laughs> yes, yes. That's the comic relief. Thanks so much for watching. If you like, is that Gavin McGinnis? YouTube channel for all the latest Star Trek Beyond videos. That's okay. So Star Trek Beyond, I guess it's a little better than the the first trailer, but uh, I, uh, well. What we can tell from here is that their ship gets destroyed and they're trapped on a strange alien planet and pursued by a menacing alien with a rubber face. Uh, that's familiar territory, but he's a different alien. Uh, but, uh, well, I guess he doesn't have long Klingon hair, so that uh, that's the difference. <laughs> Maybe it'll work, I don't know, but... Uh, I'm not optimistic based on the last movie because it was really bad. So with uh, lowered expectations, this movie could turn out to be pretty good. Yeah. So kind of like uh, that recent Star Wars movie because uh, the only thing reference we had before that was the, uh, the prequels. And, well, those stinkers. <laughs> yeah, they made that Star, uh, Star Wars 7 uh, look like gold. So, uh... Well, we'll see if that has the same effect for Star Trek Beyond. And there's your summer movies! Yeah, all right, we'll take another break, and then we'll come back with a special little, little, little docu-segment on an old forgotten uh, World War II war plan called Operation Downfall. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. I, um, I read an article today. It said married men masturbate and go to hookers more than single men. Do you think that's true? Oh, yeah. Married women won't suck your dick unless you won the lottery. Wait. You don't think married people have oral sex? Why do you think women get married? They want kids. They ain't gonna drink the kids. That's disgusting. Come on, honey. Do a shooter. Thank you. A new Disney film. Honey, I drank the kids. There's more on the other chick. All right. You don't got laid a lot. JFK. He got a lot of pussy. All right, now. JFK got a lot of pussy. All right, we know that. Our pal, the late great Otto Peterson, is no longer with us. But his legacy of laughs lives on at autoandgeorge.com. There you can find his DVDs, T-shirts, and all things Otto and George at autoandgeorge.com. Warrior Point 8 was created to be the number one rallying point for any and all veterans who have honorably served this great nation. It does not matter whether you served your time during peacetime, wartime, or if you are still serving. If you served in the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, or National Guard, you are welcome as a member of Warrior Point. So join their ranks to support one another and to help raise awareness of the issues you face as defenders of our nation. Go to warriorpoint.org. That's warriorpoint with point ending in an e dot org. Operation Downfall was the code name for the Allied plan for the invasion of Japan near the end of World War II. The proposed operation was abandoned when Japan surrendered following the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki and the Soviet Union's declaration of war. The operation was composed of two parts, Operations Olympic and Coronet. Set to begin in October 1945, Operation Olympic was intended to capture the southern third of the southernmost main Japanese island, Kyushu, with the recently captured island of Okinawa to be used as a staging area. Later in the spring of 1946, Operation Coronet was the planned invasion of the Kanto Plain near Tokyo on the Japanese island of Honshu. 
Air bases on Kyushu captured in Operation Olympic would allow land-based air support for Operation Coronet. If downfall had taken place, it would have been the largest amphibious operation in history. The primary considerations that Operation Downfall planners had to deal with were time and casualties. How they could force Japan's surrender as quickly as possible with as few Allied casualties as possible. In 1943, a joint British-American planning team produced a plan which did not call for an invasion of the Japanese home islands until 1947. The American Joint Chiefs of Staff believed that prolonging the war to such an extent was dangerous for national morale. Instead, the combined Chiefs of Staff agreed that Japan should be forced to surrender no more than one year after Germany's surrender. The Japanese defense relied heavily on kamikaze planes. In addition to fighters and bombers, they reassigned almost all of their trainers for the mission. Their army and navy had more than 10,000 aircraft ready for use in July, and would have somewhat more by October, and were planning to use almost all that could reach the invasion fleets. Fewer than 2,000 kamikaze planes launched attacks during the Battle of Okinawa, achieving approximately one hit per nine attacks. At Kyushu, because of the more favorable circumstances, such as terrain that would reduce the Allies' radar advantage, they hoped to raise that to one for six by overwhelming the U.S. defenses with large numbers of kamikaze attacks within a period of hours. The Japanese estimated that the planes would sink more than 400 ships. Since they were training the pilots to target transports rather than carriers and destroyers, the casualties would be disproportionately greater than in Okodawa. One staff study estimated that the kamikazes could destroy a third to half of the invasion force before its landings. In addition, the Japanese had organized the Patriotic Citizens Fighting Corps, which included all healthy men aged 15 to 60 and women aged 17 to 40 for a total of 28 million people for combat support and later combat jobs. Weapons, training, and uniforms were generally lacking. Some men were armed with nothing more than muzzle-loading muskets, longbows, or bamboo spears. Nevertheless, they were expected to make do with what they had. One mobilized high school girl, Yukiko Kasai, found herself issued an all and told, even killing one American soldier will do. You must aim for the abdomen. U.S. military intelligence initially estimated the number of Japanese aircraft to be around 2,500. The Okinawa experience was bad for the U.S. Almost two fatalities and a similar number wounded per sortie, and Kyushu was likely to be worse. To attack the ships off Okinawa, Japanese planes had to fly along distances over open water. To attack the ships off of Kyushu, they could fly over land and then short distances out to the landing fleets. Gradually, intelligence learned that the Japanese were devoting all their aircraft to the kamikaze mission and taking effective measures to conserve them until the battle. An army estimate in May was 3,391 planes, in June 4th, 862, in August 5,911. A navy estimate abandoning any distinction between training and combat aircraft in July was 8,750, in August 10,290. By the time the war ended, the Japanese actually possessed some 12,700 aircraft in the home islands, roughly half of them kamikazes. The intelligence revelations about Japanese preparations on Kyushu emerging in mid-July transmitted powerful shockwaves both in the Pacific and Washington. On July 29th, MacArthur's intelligence chief, Major General Charles Willoughby, noted first that the April estimate allowed for the Japanese capability to deploy six divisions on Kyushu, with the potential to deploy ten. These six divisions have since made their appearance as predicted, he observed, and the end is not in sight. If not checked, this threatened to grow to the point where we attack on a ratio of one to one, which is not the recipe for victory. By the time of surrender, the Japanese had 916,828 military personnel either in position or in various stages of deployment on Kyushu alone. The total strength of the Japanese military in the home islands amounted to 4,335,500, of whom 2,372,700 were in the army, and 1,962,800 in the navy. The buildup of Japanese troops in Kyushu led American war planners, most importantly General George Marshall, to consider drastic changes to Olympic, or replacing it with a different invasion plan.
time ago, an American airplane dropped one bomb on Hiroshima and destroyed its usefulness to the enemy. That bomb has more power than 20,000 tons of TNT. The Japanese began the war from the air at Pearl Harbor. They have been repaid many-fold. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they'll be promptly ignored and or blocked. Hey, looks like terrorism. Which, you know, I thought the same thing. I mean, how can you not? I mean, in this day and age. Oh, well, you just immediately jumped to that because it was Egypt. Oh, that's what that's about. Yeah, just knee-jerk reaction. It figures. I don't understand. What do you mean?